Hi, I'm Travis Foray, and this is the Returns Management Podcast by Return Logic, the show where we connect e-commerce store owners together through casual discussion and examine current myths and trends to keep you up to date on everything happening in the e-commerce world. For our first episode, we're tackling a question we get all the time in the returns business, and one that could have substantial impacts on your profits. Is making it harder to return items more profitable for your business? This is a question we see all the time coming from the retail industry, and it's easy to understand why. The thinking behind this question is pretty straightforward. Making the process of returning a product more difficult would in theory deter customers from making a return and thus saving your business from the painful and costly process of returns. This deterrence technique can take many forms. Maybe your company narrows its return window, for instance, reducing how many days a customer has to make a return. Perhaps you limit the type of returns that can take place. Rather than allowing a full refund of payment, instead, you offer partial refunds, exchanges, or store credit only. Another common way to restrict your return window is to make it physically more difficult to return items. Companies typically do this by requiring original receipts, tags, or packaging. Whether you employ any of these methods, any different ones, or a combination of all three, the result is the same. Your customers will be either unable or unwilling to wade through the complicated returns process and end up keeping the product, saving your company from a lost sale and the cost of refurbishing and restocking the item. Sounds sweet, but is this tactic too good to be true? In this episode, we will answer exactly that question. First, we'll look at real-world data on the potential benefits and drawbacks of stricter return policies. Then, using the same data, we will determine what would result from a more lenient approach and use relevant data and metrics to determine if this myth is fact or foe. The myth in theory. Picture this, you, a customer, order an item and can't wait for it to arrive. But when it does, something's not quite right. Maybe the fit isn't right, maybe the battery dies too quickly, or maybe you simply don't like it that much. You quickly decide that you're going to return the item, but of course, life goes on. You have things to do and places to be, and the return slips your mind for a week or two. By the time you get around to it, it's too late. The company you order from regretfully informs you that you were outside the acceptable return window and cannot return the product. The business saves the cost of the return, and the customer only has themselves to blame. Right? This is an example of the potential benefit of a strict return window, but there are similar benefits to other forms of return restrictions as well. Maybe instead of the customer forgetting to return the item, they ripped off the tags in giddy excitement shortly after receiving it, only to find that the item was unacceptable and required original tags intact for a return to take place. This is an idea that pretty much anyone who has received a product they weren't quite satisfied with can relate to. And there are tons of reasons why companies would only want to offer strict return policies. On paper, it is in any company's best interest 
to limit its returns as much as possible, and creating a strict return policy is the simplest way to do so. Some retailers certainly have more sinister motives for restricting their return policy. For instance, some retailers know the quality of their products is not accurately advertised on their website and are simply looking to unload merchandise with no risk of processing a return. However, there are plenty of genuine concerns over returns that prompt the most reputable retailers to adopt stricter return policies. Take LL Bean's recent move, for instance. For more than a hundred years, LL Bean built up an inevitable reputation for quality, allowing for any item, any condition, any time. For years, the company promised a full refund no matter the circumstance, a policy that surely helped them stake their claim at the top of the outdoor apparel market. However, four years ago, the company announced a new one-year limit on returns and exchanges, citing a staggering increase in the number of customers who abuse LL Bean's generous satisfaction guarantee as to the cause of this change. Over the last five years, LL Bean has lost $250 million on returned items that cannot be resold or even donated. Now, a 365-day return window is still generous by almost any product standard, but the logic behind the move to narrow the window is universal. Many companies with return windows as short as 30 days or even two weeks see a similar type of return fraud in the form of wear and return or serial return behavior. This is common in the fashion industry where some shoppers may buy a dress or necklace just for a specific event or outing and return it immediately after, reaping all the full benefit of the product with none of the cost. For these reasons and more, the idea to adopt strict return policies has persisted in the retailer culture. The myth in practice. So we've heard the theoretical reasons why the myth exists. Now it's time to see how the myth holds up when real-life data is examined. The best data we have on the subject come from a study conducted by the researchers at the University of Texas, Dallas. These researchers tried to identify changes in shopper behavior by manipulating five return policy elements. These included some of the elements we've already touched on, such as the time window, the amount refunded, and the requirements for making a return, like original packaging and tags. But they also included scope, how many items in a company's catalog can be returned, and exchange, whether cash refunds or only exchanges or store credit is given upon return. The study first identified these elements within each return policy, then decided whether they were stricter or more lenient. And overall, this outcome is striking and seems to confirm the theory of the myth we just talked about. After all, returns are constantly a part of doing business and having less of them will protect your company's profits. Not only did they find this, but they also found the opposite to be true. The more lenient a return policy is, the more returns it is likely to produce. So case close. Better to adopt a strict return policy than expose yourself to the ugly increased returns, right? Well, the answer is not as simple as it seems. To really get to the bottom of this myth, we're going to need to take a look at the potential reasons a company might adopt a more lenient return policy, even if it means taking on an increase in returns. The alternative, in theory. Recently, 
a new school of thought has emerged regarding returns promoting a more lenient return policy. This new school of thought has companies left and right offering longer return windows and fewer restrictions. The concept focuses on the customer centricity. The core principle is that returns impact the customer experience and customer lifetime value. Think of it this way. When a shopper returns a product, assume they'll tell a friend. What kind of positive or negative experience will they share? Thus, this new theory states that the return management isn't just about limiting and processing returns, it's about optimizing return rates and handling a delicate and often overlooked part of the customer experience. Let's go back to the scenario we talked about earlier, the one where we got a product that just wasn't right. And when we tried to return it, we found that we could not for some reason or another. Everyone's been there and everyone can probably remember how that situation made them feel. Frustrated, pissed off. And ultimately, that is what strict return policies are meant to do. Limit the customer's ability to do what they want with the product. This can leave a customer feeling slighted, swindled out of their hard-earned cash, and can lead to a distrust and a reduced likelihood of ever buying from that company again. This is bad for your business in more ways than one. First, this scenario on a larger scale presents a scalability and retention issue for your business. Companies that can't retain customers after an unsatisfying shopper experience or return will not be able to grow. Additionally, poor customer experience resulting from a strict return policy ultimately leads to a decrease in customer lifetime value and an unnecessary increase in ad spend. Retail businesses spend all kinds of money acquiring customers only to lose them to a bad post-purchase experience. That's money you can't get back and sometimes even more that's spent on targeted ads for a customer that's already churned. Now, instead of that worst case scenario, imagine that you, a customer, call or hop online to find that customer service is comforting and attentive, or that a return policy walkthrough is easily accessible from the company's homepage. You request a return and find that you've made the return window with plenty of time to spare. More than that, the company will pay for shipping and email a shipping label right to you so you can return your product with as little hassle as possible. Not only can a lenient return policy improve your customer care, but it can also even improve your products. Simply making returns more difficult means that you're probably overlooking important information about why your products are being returned in the first place. More often than not, a returned item means that something went wrong somewhere along the way, either in product design, description, processing, or shipping. By accepting more returns, companies get to gather crucial information about what went wrong, which allows them to mend these issues for future customers. The alternative in practice. Let's go back and look at that University of Texas study a bit closer. Yes, Overall, lenient return policy did indeed correlate with more returns. But crucially, it was more strongly correlated with another phenomenon, an increase in purchases. When a customer sees a restrictive return policy, they might experience doubts that keep them from committing to a purchase. The risk of purchasing a product increases when the customer knows they will probably be unable to return it. On top of that, 
a strict return policy may signal to the customer that this product is returned frequently and therefore must have something wrong with it. However, when a customer is reassured that they can simply return a product they aren't quite satisfied with easily and swiftly, they are more likely to spend their money and make the purchase. In other words, retailers are generally getting a clear sales benefit from assuring customers of a return. Not only that, there is evidence to suggest that a more lenient policy can in some instances actually reduce your return rate. One surprising finding shows that more leniency specifically on the time of a return window is associated with a reduction, not increase, in returns. Ryan Frayling, who conducted the research, said that this is perhaps the result of what is known as the endowment effect. The endowment effect states that the longer a customer has the product in their hands, the more attached they feel to it. This results in a reluctance to return the product and might explain the correlation. Another explanation could be that the long time frame creates less urgency around the decision over whether or not to return an item. Since customers don't feel pressure to act, they may hang on to the product for longer amounts of time, often indefinitely. Regardless of the cause, the result is the same, a profitable scale for your business. Finally, with this trend in customer-centric return policies on the rise, your business's hand might be forced to adopt this based on the actions of your competition. A survey conducted by the payment solution company Splitit revealed some pretty shocking consumer trends back in 2019. After asking thousands of online shoppers, this survey found that a staggering 52% of customers have abandoned an online purchase out of fear of a difficult returns process, at least once in their lifetime. This number increases to 67% for millennial responders, with 10% of consumers dissatisfied in some way with their last return experience. The survey results serve as a warning to retailers that returns are high stakes, with customer experience and overall sales at risk. An article written by Shopify also showed that 62% of customers expect to receive an exchange or refund within 30 days of their purchase. Thus, adopting a lenient return policy might be the only way to stay competitive in some markets. Although a difficult return policy may hinder some customers from getting a refund, it is ultimately detrimental to your business because returns impact the customer experience. Think of it this way. When a shopper returns a product, assume they'll tell a friend. What kind of positive or negative experience will they share? Returns management isn't just about processing returns. It's about handling a delicate and often overlooked part of the post-purchase customer experience. Rather than making your e-commerce return policy restrictive or elusive, try to make it as accessible and accommodative to the customers as possible while keeping your bottom line in mind. We recommend that you begin with lenient and clearly defined return policies. A good return policy is simple and concise, contains clearly defined policies, explicitly states expectations, is easy to read. However, although we advocate a lenient return policy, it's important to look out for your bottom line. Having too lenient a return policy can result in unnecessary loss in profits and could expose your e-commerce business to fraud. 
It is for this reason that the Texas study concluded that return policy leniency should depend on the retailer's objectives. If a retailer wants to stimulate purchases, offering more lenient monetary policies and less restrictive policies may be effective. But if a retailer wishes to curb returns, longer deadlines to make a return would be more effective. Thus, it is important to consider both your customer's experience and your business's bottom line when constructing a return policy. Be sure to keep these things in the back of your mind while you try to make a more consumer-centric return policy. Assess the impact on your bottom line. Can your business handle an increased return volume in the short and long term? If not, it might be better to keep your return policy stricter for the time being. Watch for fraud and segment your customers. Are a certain cluster of customers abusing your return policy? Avoid this through customer segmentation by restricting your return policy only to those who abuse it. Customer experience is relative, so keep an eye on your competition. If you're offering a 365-day return window and your next closest competitor is only offering 30, you're probably able to cut yours back to a 60 or 45-day without too much damage to your shopper experience. By incorporating customer centricity into your return policy without forgetting about the needs of your company, you can set yourself up for success. Thanks for listening. Catch another episode, learn more at returnlogic.com and find us on YouTube. And I'll see you back here on the Returns Management Podcast.